And welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 219, and we're kicking off our February Extreme. It's a good thing it was a 19, huh? Episode, so it can rhyme. Yeah, good. On time. That's good. You yeah. should be a rapper or something. <laughs> pa rapper, the rapper. Um, so this month we're gonna be watching well as, as long as Christine will allow me. We'll see. We'll see. Like two episodes. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna basically put Christina through the ringer on a lot of movies. We're starting her off kind of strong with one of the most controversial fucking movies that has ever been made, and that is a Serbian film from 2010, and another one that had a lot of controversy around it, which was Gaspar Noe's Irreversible from 2002. That's right. So, for February Extreme, we're kicking you right in the dick. And I'm not happy. Yeah. She's not seen these movies. I am not happy. She's heard of them. She's I'm heard tales. I'm going to try to be happy, but I'm not happy. Yeah, and then next week, for a delicious little treat, we're going to do Necromantic 1 and 2, so two more shock films. Not that, happy. That'll be interesting. To... And that's it. Then we're done. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, you're in for it now, motherfucker. <laughs> so we've had an interesting week. How about you? What's going on with you? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so did you do anything special this week? I did not. I've just been doing what I do. Well, we had, a, working. we had some special things happen. Like uh, Arizona has now made pot decriminalized. So you're able to go down and buy p- pot. Well, you're able to. I am, yeah. I'm just able to drive you there. <laughs> Which is great for me because I have, like, anxiety, and I recently found that pot, like, which I stopped smoking or being a part of years ago, like, mm-hmm. you know, every now and then my friend would be like, hey, you, you want to hit? You know, like, whatever, all right. Right. We're out. It's when in Rome, you know. But now it's like I actually have learned to take it since we went to Vegas that mm-hmm. it, it kind of like puts me in a better mood and uh, I'm not as wound so tight with all the anxiety that I build up inside of me. So, right. Which is good. We went down to the store here, local. You And you it, went. It didn't take too long. It took about 25 minutes, right? Yeah. You had to wait in line, right? Yeah. Especially because, you know, for my first time. But they, they had, they just grabbed my ID and they took it in the back, filled out all the information, handed it back to me and I was done. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, yeah, what do you want? And I was like, well, uh, you know, I need something for anxiety. I prefer edibles, you know. And they didn't have any. They didn't they have the ones out. that I wanted, you know, because, well, no, it wasn't that they were sold out. It was that in Arizona, they only allow you to have 10 milligrams 
uh, well, excuse me, a hundred milligrams total in a package of one purchase at all. So you can't have more than a hundred milligrams. So there's 10 pieces of chocolate in the one I got for a hundred milligrams, but the ones I wanted had 150 milligrams. Oh. So I couldn't buy them and they don't sell them individually. So he was like, well, I do have chocolates. And I was like, okay, let's do that. So <laughs> we got that and I went and actually, I think it took half. I took five milligrams because I, I knew I did this in Vegas and I knew that one was too much right off the bat and it would take a long time to kick in. And then I would start getting real fucking like inward thinking and I didn't want to get like that. <laughs> so I did five and then I was like, well, this ain't shit. And then I took another one and wow, right on stream. I was just like playing arc. Uh-huh. Uh, Ark sur- or Survival Evolved. Mm-hmm. Lost I- my shit. and But I was having a blast, all right? Have I been in a good mood for the most part? Um, Yeah, better. You've better? Better. Yeah. See? Yeah, even better. See? Moms, better. dads out there, grandmas. Pot does a good thing for people, you know? <laughs> but I'm in a better mood, you know? Maybe we should all take something once in a while. But that was cool. I've been uh, doing the streams with the for the Ark Survival Evolve. We're taming dinos and shit like that, which I really enjoy. And then what else did we have happen recently? <laughs> Yesterday. Oh, fuck. We that's were, right. We were, um, well, I was standing. I was walking by and you had, you paused a And you started saying TV something. TV show. Yeah, I was watching a YouTube video, and I paused it in the middle of it, and you were saying something. So I was saying something, but then I shut up really quick. I was like, shh. somebody was humming. Yeah, it was like, literally like this. Yeah, well. while It was part of it was done while you were talking, and then I was like, shh, and we heard the last two or three notes. Right. And it, it was coming, like, towards from the vent. It seemed but- like, no. It echoed. You could hear it. Yeah, but I'm saying it sounded like it came through the vent. But the way our house is set up, like we, li- it's only like one vent, and it's t- into the other room, and well, there's no way the noise. For me, it sounded like it came down through the hallway. Uh-huh. To me, you pointed at the vent, but I was looking at the hallway. Uh huh. So for you, it probably sounded like it bounced off a few walls or something like that. But our vents are not connected to anybody in the, in the, in the houses next to us or anything like that. It didn't sound muffled like it was outside or anything like that. It sounded like in the house. Yeah, it did. And we've but had that happen had to it, us before. Yeah, we've had it happen a couple, a few times before. But can you imagine, like, but I haven't saged because usually I'll sage and I haven't saged it in a while. And someone commented on your post about the storms rolling through, which makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. Does that. Because there's a theory that. Russell the Jimmies it, of ghosts. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how that <laughs> shit works. But it doesn't matter. It isn't like we were scared or no, anything. It's well, not, I was at first. Weird. I was at first. You always get scared. Because I was like. Who's in the house? Well, just someone humming, dude, like in the middle of your house and there's nobody there and there's nothing on in the other rooms that would make that happen is pretty disturbing. But we're so used to this stuff happening in our house over all the years that we've been Mm -hmm. here that we just kind of blow it off and it just goes away. Right. So we just don't care. Although when I went to the bathroom, I was like, all right, Christina, you're (laughs) coming with me because I ain't fucking having some humming bitch come up behind (laughs) me like that. With her fucking wet, soggy eyeballs and face or whatever, like the the fucking, like a witch or something. 
Christina's like, oh, it's, it's no just the deal. old owner of this house. I'm like, that bitch. I really think it. Like, what did it she? Do? What else is she watching? Well, you know what I mean? Like, is she in the bedroom humming well, and shit? While she we're... lived here for a long time. Like, well, listen, what was her name? I don't know. Okay, lady that used to live here before. I don't like people watching me when I'm taking a shit, having sex, or masturbation. <laughs> I guess that's sex, but whatever. I don't know. It's just weird thinking somebody's just watching you. Well, it's you know? not somebody. It's not a person. All right. Well, it was somebody. It's, it's just like this thing that we can't explain yet. Yeah, that that's probably videotaping me and their video yeah. in their ghost world, the go- and then yeah. selling copies of it as smut to fucking other ghost well, fucked up ghost individuals. I'm sure they're not making that much money off of it, so no worries. Well, I don't know what is their fucking currency. We don't why, know. Why would the fuck would they record you when anyone, any spirit, could come here here at any time and watch you take a shit? Well, whatever. Maybe they got a doorway that she opens and she's like humming, and that's to let them know to come on in. You know, they're like, look, he's scratching his nuts on the couch like mm-hmm. okay all right, all right. I don't... <laughs> i'm just trying to make it freaky because it's like you know like you think about that oh whatever it's i remember not... when i was a little kid and this is gonna be a little bit gross for you guys but i remember you know when you're a kid you explore yourself you figure things out about masturbation and stuff but i remember i was always worried to do it because i thought my grandparents were watching me because my mom and dad told me that you shouldn't do that because <laughs> your parents grandparents can see you what would they think of you in heaven? <laughs> and I'm like, God damn, they're watching me while I'm doing this shit? Like, it's, <laughs> How perverted is that shit? Well, now I prefer people to watch me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no king shame. I'm just saying. <laughs> and the star was born. Anyway, so I think it might be that time. Thank God. Horse shots! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I mean, to be honest, I was like a little hesitant to make a shot about these movies, you know, because it's not like I'm gonna fucking have a baby rape shot or some dumb shit, you know, about one of these movies. Like, I have a little bit of taste, you know, and and no one's gonna want to drink a baby rape shot, okay? <laughs> Although I, I had a really good time fucking with Christina, coming up with ideas of shots that we were gonna do. I was like, oh, you know those like plastic baby dolls? We could like cut a hole and like you could drink it. And she was like, no. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? I'm not fucking serious. You're horrible. <laughs> Anyway, um, so yeah, spoiler alert on that one. Um, no, we decided to pick a rather mundane area. Uh, well, it's a shocking part in one of the movies. It's an irreversible and it is called the fire extinguisher. And it's basically owed to one of the scenes in the fucking irreversible where a guy gets his head crushed in by a fucking fire, fire extinguisher. extinguisher. And what is in a fire extinguisher? Well, it certainly isn't bits of brain and skull matter. Oh, or wait, bits of skull and brain matter. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't look too good anyway. So this is going to be an interesting shot. Disgusting. Yeah, it looks like we've got sea anemones like floating in my fucking drink and shit. Ugh, it looks like semen. I'm not going to lie. We may as well made this a Serbian squirt. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> what is it? So what's in it? Uh, so what's in a uh, fire extinguisher? Well, it's wouldn't be complete if you didn't have a fire. So we put some fireball in there. Then we mixed it in with a little bit of butter schnapps and topped it off with a little cream. Disgusting. And then I am going to do a whole 30 shot, which is the apple cider vinegar, lemon and... Cayenne pepper. <laughs> Alcohol free. <'cause... laughs> 
Dude, I'm like telling her, I'm like, hey, what do we do for these shots? We got to come up with something. And she's like, well, I'm doing a lemongrass. (laughs) I'm like, for the horror shots, Christina. Shut up. All right. So everybody's going to be mad at me now. All right. So this to the fire extinguisher. To the fire. (laughs) You know, that's surprisingly good. Is it? Yes. Wow. That's weird. It is weird. I was like expecting it to have like a really bad kick, mm-hmm. but I put one out, like half ounce of, of fireball, half ounce of butter and just a little bit of cream on top just to let it kind of like fucking dissolve into there. Look at you. you and it actually tender. tastes pretty good. You know, um, I don't really like either of those things and it kind of made it better. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's maybe why I like it. But you guys never try my shots. So you understand <laughs> what I'm telling you. It's actually pretty good. It's not bad at all. Um, you know, over the years, I've learned a thing or two what might mix with what and what works best. So, right. you know, just Had by practice. tasting it. Yeah. So I may not be the best Bartista in the business, but I'm not terrible. Okay. So trust me on this, guys. And if you show me a video, we may send you something out. Like I've always offered this, and there's only one person that ever did it. Oh, that's right. Sarah. DJ Five Era. Right. So, but anyway. If you would like to try an irreversible the fire extinguisher shot, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes in chronological order. As a matter of fact, we're going to talk about irreversible from 2002 and a Serbian film from 2010. That's right. To kick off our February extreme right now. guys so i wanted to do a little piece about like why i'm doing these films and what you know i initially went into it thinking and why you know first of all i'm a sick fuck you know like i like to watch fucked up things because it's not real but if you ask christina or anybody in my real life i can't stand like people getting hurt (laughs) like i won't i don't like to watch it especially animals right and i'm it's 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 triggering for me you know what i mean and some of these movies they really kind of push that boundary a little bit of is this real or not and so i kind of wanted to preface this by saying you know these films are going to have their followers and they're going to have people who absolutely abhor this sort of filmmaking but i think a better perspective to take from this as we venture into these two films and the month of february for a february extreme is that we're dealing with people who consider themselves probably more of an auteur than in some sort of exploitative kind of thing. You know, a lot of these films are not, you know, yeah, they push the boundaries, obviously. But a lot of these people have such strong visions that they, you know, want to make this like really impactful thing happen on the screen for the viewers not necessarily to get their jollies off like some people misinterpret and if you don't know what an auteur is it's a filmmaker basically whose personal influence and artistic control over movies are so great 
that the filmmaker is regarded as the author of the movie. And that's one of these, I would say these two films are very much like that. You know, they have this vision about these two ideas, whether it's interesting to you or not. And like I said, I think both these auteurs are so deeply and personally involved in telling their own personal level of interest and, and their experiences that it's much more to them than some sort of exploitative venture you know it's it's more meaningful to them and and not just these extreme things like it is to everyone else so with that said i think these directors that are very different we got two very completely different directors with two very completely different styles that we're going to be talking about in both of these films irreversible and a serbian film and they would probably disagree with each other's techniques almost you know because it's so personal it's like their own personal thing but if you're worried about seeing these films, there are some trigger things that happen in these films sexually, both of them, uh, that would trigger people. So I'm just giving you guys a heads up if that is something that would trigger you and you don't want any part of it. I totally understand. But for those of us who like to dig deep in the horror pile and see what film can go, where it can go, all being fake, of course, because it's not real. Okay, These are not real things that are happening, regardless of how hard it is to watch or make. It's not necessarily enjoyable to everyone. So I just no, wanna, it's not. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, like, it is supposed to elicit some sort of response from you. And it's done so for whatever reason. And some of these people that you'll find out here soon did these movies to specifically elicit certain behaviors, emotions from their films. And some people do that through love storytelling heartfelt stuff scary stuff and any measure of stuff and some people are just completely unique weird snowflakes that want to completely tell a different story by using really subversive visuals so but that said these movies have been banned in many countries so here is your warning all right so we're going to kick it off with in chronological order of course irreversible 2002 which is not rated, by the way. Yes. Um, events over the course of one traumatic night in Paris unfold in reverse chronological order as the beautiful Alex is brutally raped and beaten by a stranger in an underpass. The tagline for the movie is Time Destroys Everything. Written and directed by Gaspar Noll. He also did Climax from 2018. Enter the Void from 2009, which we're going to talk about a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he did a Lux... Eterna mm-hmm. from 2019. And then this movie stars Monica Bellucci, who plays Alex. She's been a lot of stuff. Yeah. And you would probably know her from, uh, she played Persephone in the Matrix. Right. She movies. was the like club owner, like mm-hmm. girlfriend or whatever. We're yeah. In the second film, was it? Right. Revolutions and Reloaded. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you know one of her first roles? She played Dracula's bride in Francis Ford Coppola's uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is, yeah, I love that movie. Well, a lot of people love her, so. Right. And she also was in Necrotronic. Yes, which we just reviewed last year or a couple years ago, whatever. She she was also in Shoot 'em Up from 2007. Funny movie. I like that. And uh, The Brothers Grimm from 2005. Right. That movie with uh, Heath Ledger. Mm -hmm. And then she also recently played herself in an episode of the new Twin Peaks show. Okay. Also starring Vincent Castile. Or Cecil or Castle. Vincent Cassell. He plays Marcus. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was also in The Black Swan. 
He was in the newest season of Westworld, mm-hmm. and he also played the captain in Underwater. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he also was in Jason Bourne, and he was in Ocean's 12 and 13. Yeah, he's got a big actor. Yeah, both of them are, yeah. Yep. Um, also starring Albert Dupontel. Yeah, sounds right. Uh, he plays Pierre. Um, he's mostly done French films, but he uh, he was in A Very Long Engagement. Also starring Joe Persia, who plays that Litena. Litenia. Litenia. Um, again, uh, mostly f- uh, just French films, but he was in Femme Fatale from 2002. Uh, and Alex, what did you think of this movie? Well, I am not a huge Noé fan. Uh, I've seen some of his films. I like some of them more than others, you know. Um, this one I wasn't, you know, it's kind of... It's okay. You know what I mean? Like, there's some good things that happen in it that is pretty shocking. And it's it's tricky and stylish and done in a way that, you know, is supposed to elicit these certain things, like I mentioned before. And, you know, they're typically artsy stuff with a punch to them. So pretty raw stuff that isn't exactly everyone's cup of tea, in my opinion. I'm not personally a fan, but I'm all for doing different stuff as a director. So, and I'll get into some of the stuff that's a little bit more niche than most people, I think. I give a chance more to than I think some people will. Right. So, and that doesn't necessarily mean just horror either. Like this is, these are more shocking movies than they are necessarily horror. Uh, I don't know. They're more like thriller horror or something, mm-hmm. but it seems like Gaspar has an interest to see the world, uh, more as it is sometimes sort of the underbelly of people in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of what he was hooked on in this movie, although I didn't really find out any research as to why. Um, a lot of his scenes in this movie are super emotional and sort of shock-driven. But And I say this knowing it's not going to spoil anything, but the obvious gimmick or style, however you want to call it, you know, based on which side of the coin you are with on Gaspar Films, is he likes to use a camera a lot to tell the story. And that can be somewhat annoying to some people or kind of creative and inventive. I mean, this isn't no Sam Raimi in The Evil Dead. This is like fluid throughout the whole fucking movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like Sam Raimi would do cutaways to cool shots and stuff and do it like real short spots. This is like the whole fucking movie mm-hmm. is like moving around the whole fucking thing. And at one point in the beginning, it kind of made me nauseous. And I found out something later that you'll find interesting that he put in this movie intentionally to make you feel nauseous. Oh. Yeah. So that's the kind of director he is. You know what I mean? So he likes to create sort of a a mood with the camera or maybe like if you're a fly on the wall or something to kind of have that sort of perspective, um, some sort of drifting kind of spirit thing going on. I don't know what it is about it, but he likes that rawness. And I can see, I can see that in his many of his other films. Mm-hmm. Like we would talked about the movie Enter the Void mm-hmm. and how we were both like, yeah, this is kind of similar to that in some regards. And then we realized, oh, yeah, he's the director. So I guess that <laughs> makes sense. But that this movie, they follow the story kind of like they do in Enter the Void, only it's backwards. So the whole plot of the story is done in reverse. So everybody to the very end plays for like forward for a little bit. So I don't mean it's played in reverse. I just mean like they do segments played in from the end of the story all the way back to the very beginning and what led to it. There's a lot of long scenes that are, you know, I don't know. They, this, Like, I know this was a lot of this was improvised and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And there is some shocking moments that are pretty visceral that I don't know. It just doesn't exactly grab me throughout the entire film. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt, felt a little bit bored at times. It's interesting to kind of put together a story backwards. And we've seen that in movies like Memento. Memento, is that what it is? Yeah, Memento. Yeah, where they do that guy and he can't remember everything. and he, He's writing stuff on his... Right. Everywhere. Like, that was done before this. And it's cool, like, you know, to see it used again. Although it feels a little cheaper when it's so close. But this moving of the camera can be kind of nauseous and annoying at times to people, especially people who didn't like Blair Witch. Like, if you didn't like Blair Witch because of the camera movements, you might not like this movie. I'm not going to lie. Like, it, it's that movement. It's that kind of movement where it's just all over the screen. What? Go ahead. Oh, it felt like it was, well, it was crazy. Like, the beginning of the movie was all crazy and the camera work was all crazy. And then it gradually calmed down. Yeah, well, yeah, there's there's moments of clarity, it seems right. like. But in between the segments, it's like, woo, right. woo, and the soundtrack is going with it. Plus, there's only a, we only got to watch this on, like, 480p, mm-hmm. and it was really fucking it was blurry. Rough. Like, it was, like, worse than any DVD I've owned. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, just, well, maybe some, like, really shitty blue uh, DVDs I've had. But all in all, this movie is just kind of like a fragment caught between time and, like, Gaspar Noe's personal thought web so there's a very particular niche film that are made for people that fascinate about the things that like Gaspar Noe you know does Mm -hmm. and I think that's pretty much what art is anyway so that's why people like art and want to get into it I'm not putting down his work or anything like that I have like I said seen some of his films that I do like uh, Enter the Void being one of them uh, more than this at least but the scenes that were in here were pretty fucking rough Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, two scenes in particular in this movie that are just, like, whoa. And one of them involves sexual and rape, and then the other one involves the fire hydrant, mm-hmm. which is just brutal as fuck. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, this is not a movie I'd pop on for two reasons. One, it's a little boring. Two, I don't really want to see that all the time. Right. You know, so it's, like, kind of got, it like, a double negative against it there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Regardless, it can be you know shot well at times and there are some pretty interesting raw authentic moments that happen in these improvised parts by these actors so you have to give them credit there and he kind of improvised as a cameraman on the spot as well he knew pretty much where they were going and they kind of had orchestrated it in their minds but there was really like three pages of fucking dialogue for this whole movie this whole concept right and they just shot it right so it's crazy to me i like i said i prefer enter the void over this personally i'd give this probably like a five point five for my personal taste like mm-hmm. there's something special about it because it sticks out but it's not something i would want to watch all the time right so what about you though what do you think the movies that i hate the most are rape movies and this is a rape movie so i mean this is just me per- my perspective as a movie goer um i did it, it pretty much everything you said it was very confusing there was only like one part that I really liked, which was, which was, of course, the fire hydrant, of course. Yeah. Um, everything else, it was confusing knowing where I was, knowing what was going on. It and, was, and, and hoping it was going to end somewhere. Right. Like and better then, than the beginning. And then it felt like it just, it, it was really, really rushed in the beginning. And then it just died. Right. And then it was just boring. Like it really was boring. Right. Which sucks. Did you think it was as shocking as, uh, that one scene, yeah. The rape scene. Yeah, the rape scene, yeah. I didn't even watch it, honestly. You, you didn't want to, yeah. No, I, I don't I mean, like, it is, no, it, I don't, no. It looks pretty realistic, you know what I mean? It just looks kind of gross. Yeah, it, it, yeah, no. 
Um, but like you said, it was funny though because in the beginning, I even wrote down when uh, we were watching it about oh, what was that movie about the guy who died and he's floating around. Yeah. And Alex was like, "Oh, that was Enter the Void." And, oh, he directed that. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like seriously, that yeah. movie though, that Enter the Void movie. I mean, that was a really slow movie, but that one's like really stuck with me. I hate right. slow movies, but I kind of enjoyed that a- aspect of that movie. Whereas with this movie, like, I don't know. Right. There's people like David Lynch, you know what I mean, who make his movies, me personally, more interesting than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they both have that ideology of like, oh, what would it be like inside of that? Or, right. you know, they kind of like to see these weird, odd moments in life like form before them. Right. And it does, it makes you think if you were to put yourself in that situation, but then you think, I wouldn't put myself in a situation like that but (laughs) you know it's just something you think about yeah i mean it does make you think but i don't want to see it yeah you know it is a little long it's it's long yeah it's pretty long rape scene it's 15 minutes it's about 15 minutes yeah so it's not as long as the gutter ball rape scene yeah but it's still from attack to yeah to finish i i did time it i wrote it down sorry yeah, I, I was just like, you know, let's see how long this will go. Since I Do you wasn't think it's really worse than, it anyway. than the the bowling one movie that we uh, watched. No, I don't think it was. That one was pretty Jesus, and I think. But it's funny. This one was more like I would say realistic, right? Whereas compared to that the other one, one was yeah. just ugh, it was just it's like a joke, right? But right. like a mean spirited joke, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What would you give it a score if you had to? Probably a two. That's hard to give a score, but yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I would say that our scores going forward on these are just like how. See, and it's a two just because of that that fire extinguisher scene. Yeah, was done well. <laughs> so fucked up. It was done well, and we'll get into it when we talk, talk about the movie. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I felt bad like giving it like a shitty score, but it's just, it's not necessarily for me. Well, it's, it's your personal score. It's nothing against I can, well, the I see filmmaker. Po- right, but I see potential in it. Like it just wasn't, it didn't grasp me. Well, I think whatever came from this movie was Enter the Void. Right. That's what came out of this movie. And right. that was a that way was a more better full, movie. fully realized kind yeah, of movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. It was it was for this. If it wasn't for this movie, that movie wouldn't have been exactly right. And a lot of people don't even like that movie. So, uh, right. But it's one of those mem- memorable movies that you're just like, Jesus Christ, this is fucked up. Just, yeah. Have you guys seen the movie? What did you guys think of the movie? Are you going to watch it now? Do we dissuade you from watching it? Don't watch it. I mean, I. <laughs> I, I don't know. If you like art films, you may want to check it out. I mean, at least check it out. And it's, we had to rent it. Cost us $3.99. Yeah, something like that. And it was like a really shitty quality too, by the way. Like there is no Blu-ray version of it that I know of. You might be able to get one on Amazon somewhere, but there was no digital HD copy anywhere in sight. Not that I needed to see it that clear, but I was kind of hoping, you know, it just feels so raw footage and like shaky cam and stuff. But we got some interesting trivia on what he did in some of the movies and how it kind of played out. So if you don't want anything spoiled, this is going to contain some spoilers. This will be your warning. So the first 30 minutes of this film, by the way, Christina, has a background noise with a frequency of 28 hertz. It's a low frequency, almost inaudible 
Similar to the noise produced by an earthquake. Oh, to give it that chaos type of shit going down, because it was. In humans, it causes nausea, sickness, and vertigo. It was a cause, it says, it was a cause of people's walking out of the theaters during the first part of the film. In fact, it was added with purpose of getting this reaction. Mm. See what I mean? Mm -hmm. Seems a little inauthentic, doesn't it? When you kind of do something like that. Although he wanted to get a reaction out of people. I would have, I don't know. I would have done something like that during the rape scene. Some of these arts, that was disgusting. Well, some of these artsy people, they like to really push that button hard, right? To make you experience something, and in their mind, having an experience with their movie, regardless if it's good or bad, is more than any other movie will have because most films are forgotten, right? For most average people, that makes sense. I'll forget about this movie though. I'm sorry. Well, that's why I call him an auteur. Not necessarily because I necessarily feel that way, but I mean, if you're going to go up by definitions, these are the kind of people that do this kind of stuff because they're crazy about it. You know what I mean? Which makes sense. There are some techniques that are valid, you know, ways to do it. I don't know if I would put a 28 hertz fucking sub um in my beginning of my movie necessarily. And not everything you make is going to be successful. Right, and, and not everything you make not everything you make is supposed to be successful. Right. I mean, I'm sure they wanted to make it and regardless of its outcome if people hated it or loved it, right. it, it was what they wanted to do. Right. You know, it's like they put it out to the public so it kind of makes you question well, why are you doing it for that, but I don't know. I mentioned before the how the director had the three pages and that was it and they all improvised off of that. It began by the way, the story as a life study of a committed relationship for Gasper, he wanted to t- to make the film with a real-life couple and husband and wife, Vincent Castle and Monica Bellucci, ideally fit the bill. However, as the trio started workshopping ideas for the film, it started to take on a much darker hue. Okay. That's what he says. But the movie was shot in order. So they shot right. it in order and then cut the pieces and filled it in. So there's long cuts, too. So, you know... Mm-hmm. These are like long, long, long takes. Like even remember when he was in the party mm-hmm. where he said his name was Vincent? Mm-hmm. He fucked up. Oh. <laughs> and instead of them having to remove the scene and do it all over again, he was like, I'm just kidding. I'm Marcus. Oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. But, well, he was he was really feeling the improvision, you know? Mm-hmm. So he was like, oh, yeah, I'm Vincent, you know? Right. Oh, oh that's my Just kidding. <laughs> my name is Marcus, you know? So it's just interesting thinking about that, like the, how deep they went into this. Mm-hmm. Newsweek stated that this was one of the most walked out of the movies of the year when it came out. I, yeah, I could see that. Especially probably because of mean, that hum. Yeah, the hum. Even at the Cannes Film Festival, the three people actually fainted from the movie. Mm-hmm. She actually said, Monica Bellucci said she could never actually watch the entire rape scene. I bet. Yeah, and she was there and did it. They actually, she said that her and Joe Prestia completed six takes of the rape scene. Oh, God. Yeah, over two separate nights. And she said the first take was actually the easiest to do since on subsequent takes, she had a heightened awareness of what was going to happen and had to prevent, you know, that from interfering with her. Right. God, six times. Character and everything. That looked like one shot, too. It was just the camera on the floor. Like that's God, what it that goes like. on for so long. Could you imagine having to do that six times? Like, could you imagine? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm sure it's awkward for both of them, you know? Right, right. I wouldn't want to do it. And they even have a fucking... No I don't know if it was his real dick or not. Right. 
Did they just have a fake penis come out or I, something? I don't want to know. It's fine. Why are you asking questions did like that? Did you see it is all I'm asking. No, I didn't see it. But I did. I, I barely watched it. He like, when he rolls over on his side, he like, his dick comes out. Okay, good for him. So that's something <laughs> both you. of these movies have in common is there's a lot of dick in them. Mm-hmm. A lot of boobs, a lot of, a lot of dick. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the trivia and everything like that. It's really going to be kind of hard to talk about this movie in particular because there wasn't that much to really talk about. Did you like the idea of them playing it backwards? Like, No, I didn't. Did you think it, like, were you expecting it, some really big thing at the very end? Yeah, I was. Like, or at least let us know that, she, I mean, did she die? Pretty sure she died. Well, like, we it's find out. confusing. We find out that she gets pregnant. That's the end of the movie. Right. She was pregnant. Yeah. When she got raped. Yeah. And it's like, is this like a, it's like, like infomercial that that's like saying, hey, don't get pregnant or your life's going to get fucked up? Oh, I don't think it, I just think it means she had, she had something going for her and all this happiness and then it was just kind of, it was taken away. Yeah. Just a moment. Yeah. It was just, yeah, a moment. What's the tagline to the film? It's time destroys everything. Oh, yeah. You know? It's, it's basically a, very uh negative way to look at life i guess you right know. Eh, if you give a knife enough time it'll fuck up no matter how perfect you think it is so obviously exactly i well, mean ups and downs he obviously had a pretty bad relationship if this is what came out of that idea <laughs> okay. i don't think this is like his his relationship verbatim but you know i some little things i noticed in the movie like mm. That gay club is called Rectum. That's a real gay club. Is it? In Paris, really? France. Yeah. I thought that I like that. I like that. <laughs> they, they, that there is a real club. I don't know that they went inside the real club. Right. I think they might have for a minute, but then a lot of the basement scenes where I was getting nauseous mm-hmm. from the camera spinning around while dicks are popping up everywhere. Everywhere. There and, was dicks everywhere. And buttholes and shit like that. <laughs> Fisting. Yeah. And there was a lot of fucking like, like, Definitely not 2020 era <laughs> language used. Uh, right. There's a lot of hate speech in the movie. A lot. A lot. And pro- profiling. Right. But I did, we didn't know what was going on or why he was saying that. And I kept thinking, like, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, you didn't know that. You didn't know until later that he was going after the guy who, who was the rapist. He was right. going after the rapist. And I don't even think he killed the right guy. Like him and her best friend, Pierre, right, went to go find out who killed her and he tracks her down and finds the guy who supposedly did it. And it's like, but then it gets montage. I don't even know. You said a random guy got hit. With I thought the- it was, yeah, because there was the guy with the big nose and the band aid over his nose or whatever who was against the wall next to another guy. And he was like, Are you Tenia? And then they get, they get into a fight and he breaks Castle's arm. Marcus, mm-hmm. and then like I swear to God, that's he- where Pierre comes out of nowhere with a fucking fire extinguisher mm-hmm. and just starts bashing his head in over and over and over again. I'm like, I don't think this is the same guy. Uh, yeah, I don't because know. he was standing there like next to him, like right, like all smiling and practically because he was getting off on it. I got too confused because you don't know who is who and who's the boy who her boyfriend was who the other guy was you find out it was her friend. like I'm not, the other guys there were just like guys they that came along later on that you find like it was very confusing yeah lots of guys lots of dick i liked i did like the scene where the guy got his face crushed in because his jaw is still moving mm-hmm. while yeah. he's crushing it I was and wondering that, how they did that. that's a really 
fucked up dark touch. Really? And they yeah. do something very similar to that in the next movie we're going to talk about. Um, <sighs> but yeah, like the jaw moving and shit like that was just that extra bit of like. What the fuck? But yeah, I don't think the guy who raped her is the guy who got killed. It was I like the know. guy that he was hitting on. Because obviously he was like closet, like a closeted gay person who was very angry and one of those like angry douche bros, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Who was taking it out on women to find out if he, so he could break himself of the habit or something. Didn't it seem like that? No. Because if you listen to what he's saying to that girl, he's like, I don't even like this. And that's why he butt rapes her. He says some things in there. No, I wasn't watching. That's what I gathered from it anyway. And then like... Not that gays are violent, but that's what this movie kind of sort of painted this character as. Right. Well, so the part two where I was just like done was on their way to their party. And there was this long scene when they were on the subway talking. And I don't even know. I don't... Like, okay. Like, what does this have to do with anything? I was trying to connect it to later on. And then... You know, before, after that, I don't know what to say, when they were laying in the bed before the friend comes, and then they go to the subway to go to the party. When she had the dream. She she said she had a dream that she was in a tunnel. A red tunnel. And then you're like, oh. See, you should have known. Oh, yeah. So you got to take that shit seriously. Yeah. And then he was like, I can't feel my arm. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he broke his arm. He got his arm broken Mm -hmm. in the the early part of the movie. Think about it. (laughs) Think Think about about it. it. When you got dreams and you're falling. Think about it. Think about it. You land into a a bowl of marshmallows. Like, you know, that means that you're going to get in a car accident. You're freaking me out. (laughs) Also, I think they were much more literal in their dreams than than that. Sorry, I know I'm all all over the place right now, but I just got to mention one more thing. Okay. I cannot, speaking of self-defense, because mm-hmm. I liked self-defense, I just don't understand how anyone could go walking out alone. Under a tunnel? Yeah, with without a weapon or something, because I walk my dog at 4 a.m. every morning, and I have mace around my fucking elbow, and I have a fucking defense stick in my pocket, <laughs> and or up in my hair. Like, just in case, because you don't know. You can't trust anybody. And that's all I can think about. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, as she was leaving the party, I'm like, where the fuck are you going? Why are you, are you doing going that alone? In, well, were you doing that in 2002, Christina? Yeah. In 2002? What, carrying weapons on me? Yeah, in, in Paris? No. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, well, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm just saying, she was in Paris, so we don't know. Too. It was 2002, think, so maybe, I don't know. do you think it'd be dangerous? Well, yeah, but it's also not a real movie, and, and they wanted to make it have a crazy thing happen, so that's why I don't take it too seriously. Oh, okay. But All yes, right. definitely. All right. Protect yourself. Thank you. Everybody, you need to protect yourself. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just, I wasn't really fond of this film, to be honest with you. It's, it's okay. It's just okay. Watch Enter the Void. Yeah, I would say skip this one and watch Enter the Void, but, you know, the, the scenes in this might, you know, not that I enjoyed them, but the one I did where the guy got his face, then yeah, I, I even turned too. away from that one, too, mm-hmm. because I was like, oof, goddamn, dude, but, yeah, that's some violent shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> there's some violence in this movie, but there's just two scenes, and that's pretty much it, right? Right, so why are we still... T- why I don't are know. still talking about yeah, it? Yeah, I know, exactly. But we do have another movie that we uh, are going to talk about, and this is the big humdinger. This is the big one that everybody always talks okay, about. Okay, thanks, guys. I'll see you next time. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about none other than a Serbian film. 
And a Serbian film came out in 2010. It had a lot of troubles getting released, in fact, uh, from start of even... Oh, s- I wonder why. Trying to get the labs to, like, print, like, film and shit of it. Like, it had problems, police problems, all kinds of stuff. So it's a very interesting story. Very similar, almost, to Cannibal Holocaust. So you can kind of imagine, is it Cannibal Holocaust, or am I thinking... Yeah. Yeah. But the story is an aging porn star, and this is an NC-17 rating uh, that we got from Unearthed Films. Thank you, Plemke, for donating this movie to the podcast. Fucking greatly appreciated. Very kind of you, sir. Christina hates you. But anyway. So the story is an aging porn star agrees to participate in an art film, quote unquote, in order to make a clean break from the business only to discover that he has been drafted into making pedophilia and necrophilia-themed snuff film. So there you go. It's all out. So so Tom Hanks was a part of this movie then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was a joke, you guys. Yeah, she's joking. That was a, a QAnon joke. <laughs> Not going to bring any politics. I don't know. Here. You're going to piss some people off there. <laughs> anyway, uh, this movie is directed and written by Sarjan Spastrovic who did a short for the ABCs of death, and that is it. This is literally the first thing that he's ever done, although I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to find out that he worked in the industry as a camera operator or something like that. You could see it. For, like, television or something like that, because either this guy, it's just really strange how well this is shot. Mm -hmm. So it's really surprising. Uh, This was also, he helped write that movie, this movie, of course, and along with Alexander Radivo Javek, who did write for movies like Tears for Sale and A Judgment of the Axe. It stars Sarjan Zika Torovic, so the same name as the director, which is weird. Um, He plays the character Milos, who is the porn star, a.k.a. John Holmes, essentially. Mm Mm-hmm. He was in movies like Hotel Belgrade, Black, Sun, TV show, The Balkan Line, The Fucking Dog, and Dogs Die Alone, which I think was like a sequel or something like that. Mm. And uh, many more. These are well-paid actors in the Serbian country, so they're big actors, some of which have acted outside of Serbia and in America and all over the place, including Sergei Trifunovic, who plays Vukmir in the, he plays the director in this movie. He plays a director filming a movie in this movie, very meta. He was in movies like Next, The Raven, The Last Serb in Croatia, and many more. It also stars Helena Gavrilovic, who plays the mom, and she was in Everly, Cat Run, The Outpost TV Show, and many more. Don't know what the budget was for this movie, but I'm dying to know, Christina, how much did you love this movie? (laughs) I don't even want to talk about this movie. (laughs) It makes me that uncomfortable. Do tell. And what's... (sighs) Of course, the the infamous baby scene, like, isn't even the worst scene. Well, there's a lot. There... There's a lot of really fucking disgusting shit. I cannot even. Like, this is my beyond my boundaries. Really? Like, I was nauseous. Aren't you so happy that you have me as a boyfriend? No, I'm actually really mad at you. (laughs) And I'm mad at Planky for buying this for you. This is garbage. It's fucking trash! (laughs) 
I, and it's like, Be objective, though. I, I, hold on. So, of course, I try to find something I like. or But even the things I like, like, I can't because it's just tainted. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? I can't even. Like, I, I, I'm uncomfortable right now trying to talk about it. Really? Like, I, I, I just So you didn't can't. get turned on. Shut up. <laughs> like, it's, see, that's, that's not even funny. Sorry. That's not funny. Okay. Well, it didn't hurt anybody. Nobody died in the making. I no know babies were it's harmed. Not re- okay. I know it's not real, but <laughs> that, like, no shit, it's not real, but I didn't enjoy watching it. So, like, I don't like it. Okay. All right. I thought it was fucking horrible. So, there's no redeeming was, value in this movie no, whatsoever. It was slow. It was okay, really slow. But we're not just beginning. talking about entertainment here. We're talking about everything acting, writing, atmosphere lighting camera work all of that there's nothing in that i can't it's tainted <laughs> i it's it's just beyond i'm being serious it sounds I'm like trying... you got rose you like you I know really how they say did. that you got rose colored glasses on it sounds like you got baby rape glasses yeah. on <laughs> see see you can't you can't even talk about this film without bringing up that stupid scene I know, but it's not real. Now, I'm, I'm not saying I that I enjoy it's it. It's now, disgusting. It is an interesting concept about like the ex porn star getting like tricked into like this pedophilia thing. Going sure, on. and it gives you a release at the but end. But it totally went a re- what? It kind of gives you a release that you know that he wasn't doing it. You know, well, I don't want to spoil the movie. Because right. I know this is going to be one of those movies that everybody wants to know and see. <laughs> I just can't. Like, I just can't. It. <laughs> No, like, so it's too much. This is your limit. It's too much. This is beyond my. So limit. now I gotta like see what what can blow past. No, this. you don't. I'm done. Like no, I'll no, do no, those no. stupid necro what necromantic movies just because. Well, maybe those will push you over the edge. I mean, I don't know. Is there baby rape and I mean, other no. things? Well, there you go. I'll be. I think I'll be okay. <laughs> now I will say like it didn't. Okay, what was I saying? I was saying it didn't go where I thought it would go. Right, so it's surprising. But it went deeper and more deeper. Disturbed. I don't know if I'd use those words. <laughs> Shut up. It went further and darker. Okay. Then, and what makes it scary? No pun intended. <sighs> Shut up. So what makes it scary yeah. is like shit like this happens. Right. That's why it's okay. just a limit. So. Is there anything you would like to tell anybody who's thinking about watching no. this movie? Why would you want to watch this? <laughs> really? Like, I think I'd rather watch Faces of Death than watch this film. I mean, that's got real death in it, though. I know. That's kind of fucked up of you. Is it? I think. I think real death is far more grotesque yeah, than Yeah, but th- that's old. Those are fake. old. Those are old movies, though. Doesn't matter. They were real people. There's right. real people in Some that are fake, yeah. Right, see? There's real animal harm in there. Oh, yeah. God damn it. You got me. So that's okay. more grotesque to me. Anyway, so I gave this a one because I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. If I I would give it a zero if I could, but I know I, I could because Alex doesn't like that. I think, you know, I think it's uh, I think I think. Yeah, I understand that if you're just looking through the baby rape glasses. No, this is a trigger. It, but you, like I said, it wasn't that scene. Like it was. Right. Right. But I'm just scene. I'm just using that as a fucking. Uh, do, you, do you want me to name every scene glasses? Like, yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> You know, everyone mentions this movie like all the time because it has some pretty extreme dialogue and scenes that you will never forget. This is not a movie that you're ever going to go. If someone goes, hey, you ever seen Serbian film? Fuck you. You know, like that's like kind of the attitude. That's that it was. me. That's going to be me now. Yeah. I mean, 
there is, like she said, there's rape, murder, family stuff, all kinds of weird pedophilia and stuff. It's not like we're not talking like they don't show the actual act of it, penetration or anything like that. It's more sort of intended. But even if it is, it's still so disturbing to watch. I'm not saying that it isn't. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't go that far, like, to give you guys an understanding. You think that's fair? Yeah, I guess. Like, it's not porno. Well. It's not. It's not porno. It has porno elements in it because it's based off a porno star. Right. But, you know, you're not seeing the actual penetration of anything in this movie. Right. Well. Well. Besides one skull fucking scene, but (laughs) we'll get into that later. (laughs) We'll get into that later. But this, I mean, this film is shot in a way that it's done in a very well lit, very well shot, very well acted, very well everything way. You know, and also about the suppression of people's art or minds even in Serbia, because the people who created this, they actually feel like they're under the thumb of their government and their country and all the people who are forced to do things that they don't want to do. And so this is a very much a protest film from the point of view of these two people, Alexander and Sarjan. They're, they're protesting against their own government. Um, I'm not saying that that's how I would protest, but I'm just saying that they are trying to make a film that has been described as basically they feel like the government doesn't let them do anything. And this is a war-torn kind of area. Which is why that the name of the film. Right, a Serbian yeah. film. And there's well, more and of a deeper meaning to it, but I don't want to get into it until we actually get into the spoilers. But I just want to let you know that it is a, 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 a fucking, you know, a movie where they fuck you in life, they fuck you in death, they fuck you when you're born, and, like, that's how they feel. And the people who worked on this movie all unanimously felt the same way. In fact, a lot of the people that worked on this movie didn't make as much money as they normally would who are very established actors and and cinematographers and people who worked on this film for a lot less mm-hmm. because of the concept not because of the things that were in it because of the meaning that was behind it because it's all sort of a metaphor in their mind mm-hmm. not one that i would probably choose to make but that's just you know some people are from serbia some people are from fucking you know whoville i don't know <laughs> But this movie is essentially about an older porn star guy, very much like John Holmes, who groans, who's kind of grown out of his business and doesn't have a lot of money. He has a family now with his wife and his kid, and they're very normal. They, you know, aside from the fact that he's an ex-porn star, they treat their kid like a really good family would, you know. And he wants to get back into the business because he's partially just bored and he wants to provide for his family. He doesn't want to get back into the business, per se, but he wants to just get like one last job in so that he can be done with it kind of thing. And this leads to this new director who's trying to do some sort of artistic thing, like he mentioned earlier. And it gets a lot worse and a lot worse until he peers a little too closely and then gets wrapped up into this whole fucking thing against his will, essentially. And this, I don't think this is a trash film like many people do, you know, but I think it's contents, it's contents in it is fucking disturbing as it should be for any, literally anybody that watches this movie should feel that way. And if you don't, maybe, I don't know, there's some other issues lying around that you swept under the rug when you were a child. I don't know, but I'm just saying that this is not 
to be a film that you watch all the time. It's not a movie that you get excited about. It is exciting in the sense that you're like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like this. This is shocking. But it is a metaphorical pill to them who made it. Okay. These are people that are auteurs that want to make a film that make a statement about how they feel and how passionate they are about how they feel that they be this ballsy to make a film this, this bad to prove that point. Do you understand? Well, good for them. <laughs> it's, it's super intense. It's, it's very violent. There's a lot of really disgusting things, a lot of layers that get worse, but there's also some really great shots and stuff in this movie that you're thinking to yourself, like, this is not like a cheap made film it's like really artistic and i don't know is it a good film i'm pretty you know it's up in the air to whoever watches it i don't think it's a terrible film i don't like the things that i see in it as nobody should did i enjoy it i can say that it's ballsy as fuck and i gotta give them kudos for for doing it and you know how easy would it have been that they just made this type of film and just didn't even care about the the cinema or the sound or the lighting or, you know, the color correction. I mean, all of it is flawless. The only thing I could ever say is maybe the dialogue is a little fucking dumb at times, you know? Mm -hmm. And some of the scenes are way over the top and not something I would elect to see all the time. Like, I wouldn't, you know, want to see this all the time, like I mentioned (laughs) several times. Um, I don't necessarily relate to the metaphor that they're trying to make in this because I don't live in Serbia. So how would I? I, Exactly. But it is their artistic vision. I give them credit for going there, even though I think it might have been a little too far at times. Um, We have the uncut version, which actually has a minute cut off of it just to make the NC-17 version, by the way. Oh, wow. There's a completely uncut out there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And I think it's the Japanese one, but I don't know. I think they put X's over things so okay. that you can't see. Well, that's fine. I'm never going to watch so that's, it. That's saying something. <laughs> um, it's been banned from 46 countries, and the unearthed copy is probably the most we'll probably see for the most part, unless you find, like, the complete uncut, 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 mm-hmm. uncut, uncut, uncut. <laughs> I think if you can remove yourself though from the, from like what is in this movie necessarily, you'll see that there is a very talented director that did this. One who has just as much potential to direct films like Lars von Trier or Michael Haneke or even Gaspar Noe. You know what I mean? So it's meant to make you have emotions and it's not afraid to present visuals that you may not like, but they will elicit an emotion from you, which is success to them, I guess, in their regard whether you like the film or not. So it's just one of those things. This is, for me, it's one of those movies I show to somebody else and go, oh, you haven't seen it yet? Okay. It's not like I'm going to go, hey, what are you doing on Sunday? Let's watch it again. You know (laughs) what I mean? Although (laughs) I did listen to the commentary on this one from Unearthed Filmed, and they have like a lot of different uh, people talking on it, Mm -hmm. including the two main stars uh, who play Milos, Milos, and Helena or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have it. And they also have one from Joe Lynch and Adam Green do the commentary on one, which Justin Thale, one of our listeners and friends of mine, told me to listen to. And thank you. I did. We'll talk about it in the spoiler section. Christina heard me laughing the whole fucking time while I was watching. <laughs> so I technically did watch this movie twice, but mostly just to listen to the commentary. The commentary. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know if you're going to take this road and then watch this movie, just expect that you're going to be disgusted and that's okay. You're supposed to be disgusted. It was disgusting. Right. Just as it is to them to feel as disgusted as they do. And boy, do they hate Serbia because I can tell you right now they hate Serbia. They don't hate the people that live there. They just hate the government. So it's pretty bad. So, um, but yeah, we do. Uh, I would probably give, if I had to give this movie a score, like without the context and just how well it was shot, I would say it's shot like a 10, but with all the context and everything in it, it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to, how See, do I? You can't, you can't do it because it's tainted. <laughs> it is tainted because yeah. if I say it's better than, than average, cause it is, you know, it's a better than average film. Uh, cause it actually has story and supposition and all these different things that happen. And you get to experience what happened to this guy when he was in this blanket out phase and all this other stuff. So, I mean, I don't know. I'll just say that I'm not sad. I have it in my collection. Let's just put it that way. You're fucking disgusting. I know. I'm sure some sort of (laughs) apologist or something like that for uh, letting someone have an artistic creation that is not disgusting. That is disgusting to me. But what do you want? You know what I mean? I still think it's well shot. And like, I think if he tried to do anything else that didn't involve all this other stuff, he could make a really good movie. And he's been pretty much blacklisted because of this. Because of this movie. Because of this movie. And I don't think that's, I don't, I don't think that's fair. I think that's like, you're extinguishing a flame. I mean, what does Lars von Trier do? He does some pretty fucked up shit. Have you seen his films? I mean, I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, you do. The house that Jack built. Fucking Antichrist. Right. Those are all fucked up films. You know what I mean? Those are extreme films. Very extreme. And you like the house that Jack built. I did. Why does it not disturb you? It is disturbing because it was was done better because there wasn't children involved fully. So the children is the bridge too far. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to point some things out to make some clarity of the whole situation. You know, (laughs) like I said, I don't like I don't need to watch a movie and and go, oh, yeah. You know, that doesn't mean I feel that way. When I watched it, it was disgusting and I was turned. My stomach turned. Right. It was gross. But uh, anyway, there's a lot of trivia on it that I will get into now that we'll talk about some of the funny things that I I got to listen to on the commentary, which was fucking hilarious. Uh, So we'll get into that now. If you haven't seen the movie and you don't want anything spoiled, I mean, it's definitely a ride movie. You're not going to fucking it's not really about. Well, there are twists in the film. That you may not see coming, and I didn't the first time I watched it, and they are some shocking twists. So, if you don't want anything spoiled, don't listen past this. Pick up a copy, maybe from Unearthed if you can. If you're curious about it, they have, you can go to their website, I'll include a link down below. If it's not sold out, but I'm, I'm sure it is for right now until they get a, another print out. So, but if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. All right, Christina, are you excited? So, uh, yeah, I guess. I want to hear what you're laughing about. Well, okay. So, all right. So I was watching, uh, Justin told me to, to check out the commentary and I, I listened for like 30, 40 minutes and was like, it's all very factual. Joe Lynch is very factual. He's very knowledgeable about horror and Adam Green is too, but you know, he comes from a different space than Joe Lynch. I think Joe Lynch is a sick fuck like me and, uh, he'll watch just about anything to find the cinema, you know, that he, He likes to watch shit Mm -hmm. and he doesn't mind it. It disgusted him too. Um, but they were like talking about it. And I guess before they started to do the, the commentary, Adam had never seen it. And Joe Lynch had just seen it the night before. 
And then he brought a copy and said, hey, well, we'll do a commentary for it if you want. So they did a commentary on it mm-hmm. with Adam for his first time. <laughs> Was he like screaming? <laughs> well, like, okay, so <laughs> to give you some context, first of all, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the last little thing at the end, but he, of course, Adam is, if you've ever watched any of his interviews and things like that, he's very just candid, you know, he's got like a dog and stuff that he plays with or whatever. And the dog was like interrupting him throughout the whole movie to fuck its squeaky toy. <laughs> it's a female dog named Arwen or something. Sounds like somebody I know. <laughs> well, he doesn't pump the fucking toy. Oh, I literally said, humping. Oh, I thought you said he was squeaking it. No, it was squeaking it by humping it. Oh, that's what I was getting at. So we get up to the point right, right before the baby scene. And Adam is like, oh, man, he was, and even earlier in the thing, he was like, oh, I'm just not. He's like, I feel a little off today. You know, he's like, I don't know if I should be watching this. Do we have to watch this? Because I'm just like not in the mood, maybe. Uh, and then <laughs> the baby scene comes up and Joe's like, you know what? I'm just going to be quiet. I'm just going to let you ride the ride. See what you think. And then he was like, oh, no, this is terrible. And then he pukes <laughs> for the rest of the film. He's puking and dry heaving. He puked on, on, the, on the commentary. Wow. <laughs> well, it's what it will do. He was like, oh, my God. And it is really fucked up because, like, you hear the baby screams. Right. That's what really disturbs me. Yeah. And it's little arms moving while it's screaming. Right. That is like too much. And then there's the scene where the girl is on the bed mm-hmm. and he's chopping her head off as he's hitting her from behind. Right. <laughs> fucking Adam Green's dog while he was puking was fucking the toy and it was going to the rhythm of the movie. <laughs> Of him fucking and chopping your head off. And Adam's like, oh, no. He's like, I'm fucking Arwen will fucking stop. And he's like, I would stop. And it's eating his vomit and shit. Oh, my God. I'm like, I did not expect to hear that in the commentary of that. That's, that's like probably one of the the best uh, commentaries because of all of that. Of Adam mm-hmm. being such a lightweight. Joe's like, oh, you're such a lightweight, dude. And he's like... Hey guys, I don't think he can hear me right now, but this is seriously probably one of the best commentaries I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, so I always think of that. I think of, uh, what was that cannibal movie that the, the fucking South Park guys did? Cannibal the Musical. Cannibal the Musical. Yeah. yeah. That one was like a really good one. There's also Resolution where they had the drunk. They had all the people who were in the movie get drunk and do a thing on it. <laughs> and then there was even another one that where they had the dog just barking to interject. Mm-hmm. Like in that commentary. It's <laughs> weird. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but that's what I was laughing about so hard. Oh. I mean, you would have heard, you would have heard it too, just hearing Adam Green puke. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, is this real? Like, is this real? But I mean, it is pretty grotesque. I was nauseous. Yeah. It was fucking disgusting. Can you imagine if you were hungover, like, really bad, and you watched that? What if he was hungover? I don't know why you would just want to watch that. What do you mean? Like, they were watching it because they, you know, were doing commentary on it. I'm just saying, I don't know why you would just want to watch it. I don't think people... I only watch it I don't think it's as simple as going, oh, do you like baby rape? Well, then why would you watch it? It's not that simple. There's more to it. I know, I know. I, I mean, only do watch I, it because my I like boyfriend watching, made me. Do I like actual people getting their heads chopped off? Like real life people? No, I do not. Right. Do I like seeing animals shot and kicked across the room? No, I do not. 
So, I mean, I just think, I, just, I always get on this, like, it's always when I talk about this movie or something like that, there's always somebody that's like, you're a fucking, you know. Yeah, that's going to be me right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, kidding. I had a friend, like, Ugh. block me because I watch horror movies because of sh- well, shit was, like this. Yeah, well, that was just horror movies, though. General. These aren't real. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to watch it. I'm not saying you don't have to. It's not like I want to watch it. It's just, like I said, it's one of those movies you show to somebody else. It's like a, it's a path of, like a a rite of passage. You know what I mean? Like, I have brought you to the baby rape (laughs) caverns and a woman getting reared by dude on drugs where he doesn't know. See, that's the valid thing, I think, in this movie is that. Because it's so well shot, I think it makes it kind of more disturbing. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, it it gives it this sort of, like, prestige about it that it should have no business giving that kind of polish to. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? This is something you would think you would see in, like, a fucking found footage fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like, some really disturbing found footage thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So... So, to give you guys a better idea why I was saying that this is kind of a protest film against Serbia and everything like that, Sarjan, Sarjan and Alexander, the writer, wanted to come up with a film that was very honest about how they felt very violated by the Serbian government, which is why they chose such visual torture to represent their mental torture of trying to live in Serbia from birth to death and how it's fucked everybody over. You know what I mean? Okay. In the fact that you're fucked when you're born... You're fucked when you live, and you're fucked when you try to survive, and even in death, you are fucked. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes and sense. And this is the visual representation of that uh-huh. to, to really drive home the point. So, I mean, I, oh, I, I, I can't know. say for sure because I don't live there, but, right, I mean, right. obviously they're very impassioned by this. Right. Enough that they would be willing to make a movie about this. I don't right. think it just means it's for no reason. And put their country's name on it. Right. You know, that makes sense. They're trying know? to make a statement, dude. Well, they, they said it... F- few times too in the movie they they said that the director said that too the director talks about it right in fact they even went on to say that you know that it was never their intention to just come up with nasty shit for no reason you know like they didn't plan on making it this you know what i Mm -hmm. mean it wasn't like oh we gotta add baby rape oh what else can we do i know they're they're made it about a family and how how they get fucked over Yeah. yeah like it was more about their family and i felt bad for that family by the end of this movie oh well yeah you had to of course like jesus yeah. christ like oh my god it's horrifying yeah you know what i mean like can, you could that you could be put on some drug that you don't even realize what you're doing mm-hmm. we have to remember that the character that milos plays is the john holmes of his time he always was able to get hard he was always every able to get going in porn this is why this guy was such a famous star because he didn't have erectile dysfunction issues like his brother in the movie mm-hmm. who's always dreaming about fucking his wife and can only get off by watching videos of his brother's family mm-hmm. which is disturbing that to is say disturbing, the least yeah but it's that goes to show you how far it's willing to go that it'll split families apart And in some regards, if you look at the current political system and how people, how families have been torn apart politically and divided and everything like that. Right. You could probably mirror some of the same fucking vibes that some people have, whether they're right or wrong now. Right. In that Serbian thing. But it's probably 10 times worse over there. You know what I mean? Right. Um, They said it was very important for the viewer to feel like they do or did living in Serbia. The feeling of hopelessness, disgust, and, you know, sadness and, like, hopelessness. Just hopelessness. Pure hopelessness. 
And the producer said that they had the police who thought this was a real murder, like porn film, like, uh, mm-hmm. like, like there was child porn or something like that. I guess right. in Spain, like one of the guys got detained for a little bit because they thought it was actual smut. And he was like, we made that's not, that's not real. Right. Here's the proof. And they right. were like, you know, well, it looks real. And they were like, yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Right. So just like the guy in Cannibal Holocaust who almost went to, you know, jail. Right. For filming a snuff film, supposedly. Mm-hmm. It was just so well done, seemed so realistic that people thought it was real. Right. The director who plays the director. Or, yeah. Bart. Vukmir. Yeah, Vukmir. Vukmir, the guy who's like this like crazy director, is kind of like a mirror of themselves in a way. Mm-hmm. Also, and so is the baby, they said. The baby being fucked is them. Right. I got that. Yeah. Like, that's what they were trying to explain. Like, they're the baby. And he's gross. And they're trying to say that Vukmir, who's the director in this film, is also the victim because he has been manipulated. He wanted to just create stuff and they got his hook, their hooks into him and made him make this disgusting shit that they don't want to do and make them do things that they don't want to do. Oh, and you find out about, like, you're lured into that, like, at the very end of the movie. Right, he's lost his he's lost his mind because, because the the movie's still being made even after he died and right. all this other shit has gone down. Yeah, because it's not about him. Right. It's not about his vision. It's not about his art. And, and and no matter how he tries to twist this disgusting shit into art because he needs it to survive, they don't care about him. Right. He's just a fucking pawn. And that's why they're like at the end, they're like, Yeah, start with the little one. Right. You know what I mean? Like after they're dead. So it's like they smear your name, they fuck you over, you know, like birth, right. death, life, you know, all that shit. They also made this movie without any Serbian film money. So there's no government funding in whatsoever. Any 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 kind of funds that were given to this movie, which they were more than proud of, of course. Mm-hmm. They would never make this film right. <laughs> with money <laughs> from that. Think, yeah. I don't um, think they would have given them money. But yeah, I know. Like that would be totally hypocritical, wouldn't it? Right. The director said that the actors knew well ahead of the idea of the film and someone was like, you know, do you think that this is like, was upsetting to them? Like, did they, he was like, no, they seemed all to be on board. I got kind of, I think about the, the, the kid actors, like the girl and the boy, but you could tell they weren't in, like they made it seem like they were in the scene, but they weren't like with her and on the chair. In that Twid Peaks room, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Where yeah. she was in the Alice in Wonderland and she would sit in the chair. But you could tell she was they never in, in yeah. yeah, she was never in the same shot. Right. As, and, and you could tell. There was a separate director, in fact, for all the kids. Oh, that's good. The girl, by the way, is his sister, the director's sister. Really? Yeah. Weird. It seems weird because we're combining the two, but their experience was something completely different. Right. Well, yeah, I know. The other director for the kids... Could have been talking about, I don't know, balloons and shit. I don't know. They had no idea that they were in. They were just doing some masterful editing. Yeah, but I think of, but this movie was made 10 years ago. That girl is going to be older. Like. Sure. I I, I think about that. Right. It is, it seems very manipulative, you know, when you do something like that. But if you're, I think it's well within good taste, obviously, to separate the two. You know, there's, you know. And when you're an adult, you can figure that out for yourself. You know what I mean? I don't think he put her in because he was like, oh, oh I know. I know. Oh, well, I know I that. I want my that's sister not, in this weird that's, fucked up That's film. not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, 
you know, how does how would she feel now? Is she like resentful she towards was 10, her brother? I guess when would she be resentful that she was put into a movie like this and it's going to be with her for the rest of her life? I don't know, but yeah, yeah, but they were I very, 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 very strict on that for the kids. So oh well, any, yeah, yeah. So anybody that has any concerns about that, about the kids being involved in some weird, fucked up, fucking subversive film about pedophilia or something like yeah, that, yeah, and you can tell when it was like fake, like when the kid was fake, right? Like, you know, you, I mean. Well, they had fake legs. They yeah, had like, exactly. Yeah. They had the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. But he said that the actors all knew that they were on board. They read the script first and they liked the idea because they too feel the same way about Serbia. Because it's like they want to do like real artwork and they want to do stuff, but they keep pushing them to do this commercial garbage. So they keep forcing them to do things that they do not want to be a part of. And these people want to express themselves freely and they are not able to. I had to get into their mindset and it, it kind of painted a little bit different for me, you know, after I watched the movie and I'm like, okay, they were very consistent with that because they knew because someone was like, did anybody ever go, Hey, maybe this isn't a good idea to put this scene in here. Right. But now the consequences of making this movie is, you know, he's, hasn't been able to make another movie. So, you know what I mean? Like, well, what's more important to be able to speak your mind or make more money yeah i know but there's still consequences if money was important to him especially when it comes to children well what do you mean by that Uh, well what they portrayed what they were doing to children in the movie right i mean you can you can put it was about the country or whatnot like i get it but in the end i don't personally know what they have experienced that make them feel this angry towards the serbian government but imagine if you were and this is just hypothetical because i know nothing about serbia nor their personal experiences and i only speak from hypothesis in this regard is that what if you weren't unable to speak yourself tell your truth to anybody you weren't able to speak your mind you weren't able to do any kind of art you wanted to do and you felt like you were being controlled and manipulated and everything like and this was your protest film like they didn't even air this in in their country right to to show and they're looking for distribution and stuff like that and i obviously the government's not that hostile or they would have put a fucking bullet in their head right you know what i mean uh for being so subversive or whatever the fuck it is but honestly i just i'm I'm just trying to put it in perspective that maybe you know that's how they feel they weren't trying to say hey pedophilia is okay they're they're actually in the opposite saying no it's not okay that they keep fucking everybody in this country over no matter how old or young you are right that's their point. It's visually where it's disturbing. Yes, I don't necessarily agree that I need to go to this extent to explain something like they fuck you <laughs> yeah. in the beginning and they fuck you at the end. <laughs> I could have made a fucking one minute short about that, but they dragged it into an entire fucking movie. So I don't know. I that that's not my personal taste, but I can still I think it's a valid, valid reaction to somebody's art. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know. I know there's going to be people who are going to be upset and think that that means I support a whole myriad of things that everything was in the film. No, in fact, I do not. But it's interesting that somebody made this kind of ballsy ass film and like decided to put it out anyway because they felt the way that they did. So I don't know something about that. That's kind of. Yeah, I don't know. They called it a caricature of their life. All those nasty, disgusting scenes. Okay. Anyway. I know you didn't like the movie, and it's a disgusting movie. It should be to you. It should be to anybody. Right. That's our fucking weird fascination with death. Right. You know, because we we can't escape it. So, I don't know. 
I enjoyed the film for what how they made it. Some of the mystery parts that they had that evolve, uh, evolve out of that, because you know something's up, and then he keeps having these flashes. He, like, blacks out for, like, three days. Oh, yeah, towards the end. Last thing he happened. remembers is talking to his wife, saying, hey, well, we're going to go to the park, and, you know, his brother talking to him, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then he retraces his steps because he's been put onto this fucking heavy dosage of what he calls um, bull steroids. But it's but, but it's got all kinds of drugs. Wasn't it Viagra? Was it, didn't he say it was bull Viagra? Yeah, that's what he called it. But that's just the layman's term. That's a simple oh. name that he called it. She was a doctor that she put all kinds of stuff in there that would make you a raging horny Mm-hmm. person and being the fact that he could literally fuck anything without any problem mm-hmm. and they they called him an artist of fuck remember in the very right, beginning yeah, yeah because he could always get hard right and uh when they found out that he couldn't because of all the images that they were showing him they had to drug him they had to drug him so i mean what which scene was the one that you said that like really bothered you the most the end the very end yeah when it was his wife and his son and the brother and him. I was just like done. That was fucking disgusting. Right. Yeah. I mean, of course. And that scene, like, oh, it just went on and on and on. Now it was funny when he stuck his dick through the guy's eye. Right. The that skull was funny. fuckery. Yeah. That was funny, but. Well, that guy deserved it of all people too. He was the baby fucker. He was right. the guy that was driving her. Right. Driving him. He was also the guy that fucking murdered her fucking his best friend mm-hmm. slash partner in the, the porn industry. Right. Who stuck her neck out for him in the end. Right. And they removed all her TV teeth, teeth. and fucked her mouth. Yeah. Until she choked. What else is there? <laughs> what <Would> you <laughs> think of this? Trying to like lure it out. Well, of no, me? no, no. I'm just curious what you think because this is not this is my third time watching it after. Well, what's funny? Not funny. It's not funny. The baby scene. I wasn't expecting her to be giving birth a pregnant woman on the table giving yeah, well, birth kind of gross then, in itself in, in my opinion but that's me because i'm a guy right it is no i think it's disgusting too i've never done it not interested <laughs> i hear adam green puking right now <laughs> while his dog is humping the fucking toy but that i wasn't expecting was the pregnant <laughs> just with the baby dude like, like right like, out of the womb but like you said it's the country but i don't care like that the instant that's so that it's stupid. born yeah it, it exists that's, that's dumb yeah i mean i again i don't i don't relate to it i don't necessarily agree with it it's not my style that's not how i would choose to artistically do it but you got to give them credit that they're willing to do it and no one else would you know what i mean like I don't know. Are there sick fucks out there that might enjoy that? Maybe, but what are they not? You know what I mean? You know, this movie is not going to be the reason that it gets there. It was already that way before. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, and it's, it's really just, it's like, you know, when you watch those, what was that? The Passion of the Christ movie? Oh, I watched that in fast forward. Do you know how fucking like violent that, that movie so is? Do you know why it's so violent? Because that's how it was. Because that's how it was. Yeah, but also because. They're trying to make people scared of hell. They they want to know how much pain Jesus went through for you. Religious people. He had nails in his fucking wrist. Like that's that's so you know. stupid. Religious people are so silly. Do you know what I mean though? Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like yeah, it may be silly to you, but it's also commits its memory, and that's why they kind of did it because it, it is pretty fucked up. You're gonna fucking crucify somebody. Did it? Didn't Mel Gibson make that movie? I think so. He produced it, yeah. Huh. That's where it came out that he was, like, supposedly against Jews or something like yeah. that. 
for crucifying Jesus or something. It was along those lines. And then <laughs> oh he made goodness. a Santa movie because, you know, how wholesome he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, do you understand the conduit in which they delivered that message was through the yeah, violence? Yeah, but I don't like it. Right. But I'm just saying it's still done. Even Christians do it. Okay. So doesn't justify <laughs> what you saw. Jesus wasn't fucking babies. <laughs> yeah, well, if he was, they'd probably show it, wouldn't he they? He was just beating. He was just beaten. <laughs> just like, isn't it a really big deal nowadays? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know. I mean, it, it, it's if you look at it, though, like without knowing that and just watching a movie where these, these people manipulate this guy and his family to make it happen, it's really fucked up. Oh, yeah. You know, so and and it kind of it smooths things over a little bit by the end, too, because like it's smooth. What? <laughs> it smooths things over? Well, because he because they decide to commit suicide. No, because he exacts his revenge on everybody. And you realize it's not like it's not like this movie's like a guy who's just into fucking babies. And we're going to just fucking make a movie about a guy who loves to fuck babies. No, he's been tricked into all of this shit. Right. He's trying to get away from it, clearly stating that this is not good. I wouldn't want any part of this. And there is this darker world that is pushing him into it. Right. And taking him and his family and making them captive and making him a part of it. Right. Anyway, I don't fault anybody who wouldn't want to watch this because it is disgusting and you don't need to watch this to exist. (laughs) If it was like, this isn't required material to watch, okay? I'm just defending it on a very devil's advocate uh, sense, not because I agree with the things that are in it and I don't want anybody to think that. I'm just defending the movie because it cannot defend itself. Well, like you said, I mean, there was a reason, like the reasoning makes sense. Right. Whether you agree with it or not, doesn't mean you need to watch it. I don't, I, you know, like I heard, uh, what was it? Patton Oswalt was talking about the new movie called uh, Psycho Gorman. And he was like, oh, I fucking loved it, man. He was like, I don't blame people for not liking it, though. You know, because it's just weird, you know, but I loved it. So I don't know. You guys can not like it or like it. I can see you could split people. I don't, I think the majority of people hate this movie and they don't like it. It's kind of like, uh, how do I explain it? Like people who listen to Gigi Allen, you know what I mean? Like I, I used to listen to Gigi Allen. He used to shit on stage, bash microphones against his head, get his dick sucked on stage and shit like that. Do I think that he's somebody I look up to? No, he's just this fucking crazy thing that somebody decided to make and, and became. And it's like, you just like, it's no different than watching Jerry Springer. You know what I mean? Like this mm-hmm. movie is like, wow, somebody actually made that. I got to see that because especially it's not real. If it were, fuck, dude, I would be disgusted and puking just like Adam was. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I would probably fucking get in a fight with somebody who brought some shit like that to me. Mm -hmm. And it was what? The BTK guys that are now in a different band? I can't even remember what they're called now. Creep? I have no idea. From Austin? Is it Austin, Texas? San San Antonio? That's right. He was the one that suggested me to watch this movie, and we went directly from my house where they were staying at on their tour to the store to go buy a Serbian film. It was six bucks rated R cut. And the only thing that I think was missing was the dicks. And like they did show the baby, but they didn't like show anything else. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you can blame them and, and Plemke. Thanks. 
but no, seriously, guys, like I understand, like, you know, um, I understand not wanting to watch this movie. You're totally justified. You don't have to defend yourself at all. <laughs> like, but I'd be curious to hear what people think about this movie and what you guys thought of Irreversible, because both of these movies have some stuff in it that it's like, yeah, obviously we don't enjoy it. It's not like, you know, but there's a there's an aspect of us that have this like gladiatorial sort of thing inside of us where we just like watching mayhem and we dance and flirt with death and people make all kinds of like things like Antichrist is one of those movies that I would not like they break a dick in it. And it's the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I've seen dicks get cut off and like cannibal holocaust, what make them die slowly. You know, no big deal. But breaking a dick in the mid, in mid fucking sex and snapping it and blood and that's fucking, gross. Okay. Like, <laughs> You're that not is, describing it. Shit. But in the same regard, it's like I never seen anything like that. And the balls on fucking Var, Lars von Trier for putting something like that out. It's somehow fascinating to me that they chose to put these kind of things in. And if I were a filmmaker, well, where would I lie? Like, would I be able to shoot something like that? Would I be able to figure out the mechanics of all these different things? Because this is a very, like, Serbian film and Irreversible had some very extremely good makeup and effects in them. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Very, like, believable looking shit. Right. So it's like, God damn, like, that's very meticulous, you know, that you really got to make this kind of movie. So, but I, I'd love to hear what you guys think. I'd love to hear if you think that I'm a depraved piece of shit, whatever. I mean, at this point in time, I mean, join the club, I guess. I don't know. I've watched all kinds of stuff. As long as it's not real, we're good. But what do you guys think? Where's the line that you draw? Do you think you'd ever watch this? Would you ever watch it again? I've watched it three times now. Only the reason I watched it three is because I did the commentary, by the way. So technically, it's like two Right. You know, I was re mostly just walking around the house with the headphones on while doing mm -hmm. my shit. So, but are you excited that you got to see these, Christina? And you can write this off your Christmas no. checklist. You don't have to get these movies from Santa. No, I'm not excited. No, I'm fine. So you're not going to order these yourself just to have extra copies? No. Hmm. Surprised by that. <laughs> I would have never guessed that by the end of this episode. I'm glad that. It, it, are we almost done? No, Is this over? Are well, we next, done? Can I go? Next <laughs> week, we're going to be doing Necromantic 1 and 2, and the, both of them are very tonally different. The first one's very raw, the second one's very kind of like 80s cheesy sort of feel. But, oh, okay. But they're both, you know, pretty interesting films. Um, it's more about making it through to the end and kind of showing somebody it oh, than really enjoying it kind great. of thing. But again, somebody made it and you're like, really? Somebody actually made a film? <laughs> That's what you think. You know, when you're 16 and you're looking for all these crazy things to see, you want to see the world. You want to experience it. So you're really selling me on this. I know. I can't wait to show it to you close to Valentine's Day, too. It's going to be really romantic or rather necromantic. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, love. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Necromantic came out in 1987 and the sequel came out in 1991. Last time I watched these movies was with some ex that wanted to, that for whatever reason, love these movies. <laughs> oh, no, I can't wait. I don't know where you can rent them. You might have to buy them. I think there's like a couple of different versions that you can buy. Um... I think there's like two different distributors that sell it, but it might be hard to find now. But I think you get both of these 
uh, on Blu-ray at least. There's no 4Ks of it. Not that you would need it anyway. But <laughs> I think the second one's a little more sillier, you know. So it's kind of like a little bit more lighthearted, you know. But Great. Uh, yeah, we'll be interested to see what you think for that for Valentine's Day. But yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming by this week. Uh, it's an interesting subject to talk about, so I hope you enjoyed us talking about it. And we will be back next week for Necromantic 1 and 2. But thanks for coming by, and as always... Long live the void.